because it's lonely, bro. It's lonely being at the top, and they always say that shit. That's why fucking the the you know the expensive cars only got two seats, because there's only you and one other person. Maybe facts because it's lonely because there's no genuinity. Everybody got a motive. How do you feel like that's impacted you? Man, I really look at it like I would say it was a point two years ago or a year ago where I was starting to get like a little bit more clout, starting to get a little more known. And I was a bit more standoffish. Now I'm just, I'm open to like vibing with anybody, but I just treat it as you're guilty until proven innocent versus you being innocent until proven guilty. So I'm going to have my guard up until you show me that I can let it down, but I'm never going to stop allowing people to, or stop giving people that chance because you never know, you might not connect with somebody. Like me and Frankie only connected two years ago, but that's Frankie Friday. It seemed like we've been friends for a mad, mad long, you know what I'm saying? So I really rock with him. But if I would have still had my guard up, you know, I probably wouldn't have met my another homie that I have now. This is Sad Boy Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt. And today we got a very special guest coming straight from Atlanta, but he's from here, actually. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Yo, yo, it's your boy Josh K, and I'm, I'm here on Sad Boy Radio, man. I'm glad to be here, bro. Appreciate it, bro. I really do, especially because you got a show coming up Friday. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. them know, bro. Yeah, we got a show Friday at the Promontory. That's in Hyde Park. Uh, doors open at 7. Um, headlining. So, yeah, just if y'all want to pull up and, and enjoy uh, some good music, come slide on me, you know. There you go. Hey, bro, he's a little humble, bro. Yeah. And go ahead and introduce yourself. Go ahead and let them know who you are. Man, I'm Josh K, uh, singer, studio owner from from the crib. Um, work with Chris Brown, Tory Lanez, Fabulous, Jeremiah, Kevin Gates, Safari. It's a bunch of people, you know, that you guys already know. It goes deep, bro. And like I said, bro, I appreciate you coming through. No, for sure. It's going to be a dope conversation. We've already been chopping it up for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, facts. Troll. Just like you said, bro. Just like you said, he, when I hit him up, he's like, I want it to feel natural. I'm like, don't you worry, bro. <laughs> yeah, just pull up and chop it up. You know what I'm saying? Before we get into it, guys, go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. And don't miss this one, bro. All right, man. So you're originally from Bolingbrook. Originally from Bolingbrook. But you claim Chicago. So how has the city influenced you? Man, really just coming to the shy, like, I seen the really the hustle and bustle. Like I said, I originally from Bolingbrook, so when I came out here, like I was saying, I seen, like, you know, shorties that was, like, 12 taking a CTA and shit, and that kind of really, exp- really, you know what I'm saying, opened my perspective because, you know, with the suburbs, you got activity bus, pick you up right in front of your crib. So it really just turned my savage up, really, to keep it simple, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate being here. Yeah. You've been grinding for real, bro. Yeah, tell them about the Toys R Us, bro. Tell, tell them about everything, bro. I, when, I, so when I moved to Chicago, I was working at Adidas. I hated that shit. So then I quit there, and then I ended up getting like a low-key-ass job at U. Uh, it was It's a U-Haul over here now, like off Cermak and shit, but it was called something else at first. So I was working there, and just I used to see mad artists and shit come through there. I ain't had no car. I was on Section 8. So I used to walk to work every day from, from like 29, 23. 29th in Michigan to, uh, like, Cermak and Halsted, rain to the snow. I was walking, so, so it's been a whole whole process. But I appreciate that journey. I just keep thinking back to all the interviews, right? Yeah. I I did so much research I that, that I look back and I'm like, fuck, this dude's been through a lot. Through fucking waking up at 3 a.m. to go to school. 
to fucking, you know, just like you said, living on Section 8 and having everybody come through so that you could work, you know? Yeah, that crib was iconic. <laughs> For real. Hey, tell them a story about it, bro. I mean, it's so many stories there, bro. Like, King Louis shot's video, has shot a video there. Like, you know, Johnny McCash, rest in peace, Johnny McCash, used to record there all the time. Young Child used to record there all the time. Dreezy's been through there. Seasick, Murder Beats, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mad people was through that crib. I'm in the process. I want to get that crib back. I want to buy it. You know what I'm saying? You want to buy like the whole space? It's a condo. So yeah, I want to yeah. buy that condo. But mm. I reached out to the owner several times. You know what I'm saying? He never hits me back. He probably doesn't think I'm serious just because when I had it, I was on Section 8. So he's like, now nah, this kid's coming back to me talking about he wants to buy my condo. But I really want to buy it. Shit. Hopefully, bro, make the, make the dream work. I'm going to keep contacting him. Today, what I wanted to really like focus in on was five years ago i think that mm -hmm. five years ago is an appropriate oh by the way mm -hmm. my bad no, we good. got the same birthday bro march 29th yes sir oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I, was, I thought about yeah. five years ago right but five years ago it's because i feel like you've hit an age where you're able to reflect on everything you're able to reflect on and you've had so much happen to you since you know the pandemic and everything so the specific lyric that I actually took was from seven years, right? Soon we'll be 30 years old. Our songs have been sold. We've, we've traveled around the world and we're still roaming. Soon we'll be 30 years old. I'm still learning about life. My woman brought children for me so I can sing them songs and I can tell them stories. Mm. And time flies a lot of the time, you know. Uh, it doesn't wait for anybody. And it, did you, you just hit 30? Yep. Yeah. With that, you know, how does that make you feel? I mean, I guess like back in the day, you used to kind of be like, man, it's I'm getting old, I'm getting old. Now it's like that shit don't even matter, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you have the youthfulness. Like I look fucking 21, so I'm really not worried about my age at all, you know, and I still be dripped out. So I'm like not one of them old heads. But I look at artists like Lucky Day, you know, Lucky Day started, just started popping now. He's like 33, 34, just got his, you know what I'm saying? Just got really on, on. so... And then these rappers are older and older now and they still popping, you know what I'm saying? So like I don't even that shit don't I don't think about the age shit really. Like but I do reflect back on all the like you say, all the experiences and, and understanding that life is a a journey and not a destination, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Within the past five years, what's one of those biggest moments that really impacts you? In what way? Like negative or positive or just both. Man, I would just say on the positive side, really, when I had my daughter, that shit was crazy. That really, again, like when I moved to Chicago, that turned my savage up. And then I had my daughter, that just turned my savage up times 10, you know what I'm saying? That was just crazy. And then just really looking at her and seeing the little you, that shit is different. But it's cool, you know what I'm saying? And then recently on the negative side, I'm just kind of like exiting my, my deal situation. And that's kind of just like, you know, I was close to a lot of people in that situation. It's kind of just kind of fucked up you know what i'm saying so you said you're exiting your deal situation yeah exiting my deal situation so it's not officially complete yet but um just me and the family we just parting ways it just didn't didn't work out you know what I'm saying? if you don't mind you know talking about that situation a little bit more because i know you know throughout all the interviews i did watch you know you guys were pretty close you had a really close uh relationship with fab yeah no i still love fab fab to death like you know he put the light on me you know when I had the light on me, no, but he just shined it more on me. So, yeah, I just like I say, bro, it's just you know, it came to a mutual agreement. It's just like it wasn't working, and you know, shit happened. But that's still my brother. You know what I'm saying? I still, like I say, I still, I got nothing but the utmost respect and 
in love for Fab. You know what I'm saying? So it's nothing, nothing about that. But like I say, I just we just parting ways right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, not to shed any negative light on that situation, but I feel like that's really who you are, right? You're a very independent individual, and even with uh your boy Fabre, you talk about that that. I'm not going to rely on that deal to make me who I am. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I'm putting in the work because nobody else is going to make it for me except me. In any situation, anything in life, you can't put your success or your happiness in someone else's hand. Like, even if you got a lady, you know what I'm saying? You can't put your happiness in your lady's hands. You know what I'm saying? So even when it comes to a record deal, like, I can't put my success in their hands. Like, that's my job to do. And that's what I'm going to always do. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to make the best decisions that I can make to secure my future. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, that's my job to do. So I got to just try to tread and make the choices that I can to be where I want to be. So with exiting that situation, what do you feel like is the next best step for you? Man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be too much different. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, I, I own my own studio, so I record all my own music my own recording budget um features with Tori that I got that myself feature with Jeremiah I got that myself so it's not gonna you know what I'm saying it's not gonna be too much different I'm just gonna just continue to work hard and and see what next opportunity you know God presents for me mm-hmm. do you see yourself signing to a major uh if it makes sense you know what I'm saying I'm not opposed I know I'm, I'm real big on business you know I own a business so I'm kind of real business savvy now so if it if anything makes sense you know if a brand comes to me and like we want to make you an ambassador like if that business deal makes sense, then yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel now, knowing that you own all your publishing, exiting that situation? Um, well, in that situation, I own my publishing too. That was something that I really, I really wanted. And yeah, in that situation, I went into it with just a different mindset. Like you know, I didn't, I didn't take an advance because, you know, if it came to the point where at now, I didn't want to be in, in the negative. You know, now if I was like st- still on section eight and still. You know, I was in a different predicament, then I probably would have tried to get an advance because I would have needed it. But when I got into my deal, I really didn't. I didn't need it. I was already okay. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, just exiting that situation on on a, on a positive note, and like you say, just still having my publishing and stuff. Like it's cool. Like I say, and I appreciate, I appreciate Fab. Like you know, letting me go, let me leave. You know, because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, he couldn't. He didn't have to. So, I greatly appreciate that from him. I'm glad to see that. You know, it was a calm and you know, separation in that sense. I mean, I haven't spoke to him in a minute. So from, from my side, you know, I, it's good on my end, but I can't speak for him. I don't know how he really feels. You know what I'm saying? All love from this son. Yeah. All love from me, though. So what about those smaller moments? I feel like a lot of people focus on those big moments, right? That it's only the big moments that make you. But in reality, it's the small ones. Man, I focus on the L's. I feel like the L's is what make you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta go through. You gotta go through shit. You gotta take that L to to be driven. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I think it was a Drake song. Uh, he said something like that. Like I appreciate those L's because that gave me the drive to go and get it. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what I focus on. Just like damn, the situation didn't work out for me. Like was it me? What could I have done different? You know what I'm saying? So I focus on that in order. All right, that song didn't do those numbers. What was it? Was it the approach? Or you know? So I, I really just try to focus on on just how I could be better. But also I've been trying to like appreciate 
my wins lately too and, and celebrate that because that's important i fuck with that bro because a lot of people only focus on like the w's right or they don't focus on the bad side like when you mention like you mean positive or negative yeah that's the one question that people don't ask they always think oh he wants to know the positive like no bro i want to know what fucking went wrong in your life that's pushing you to do yeah, even nobody better. life's perfect you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's the perfect thing. It's like making sure that you focus on the L's and keep it moving because, like you said, nobody's life's perfect and everybody's going to be flawed. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Everybody. All of us. You know, talking about the past, right? About six years ago, you released a song called Future. Mm-hmm. How have your dreams and aspirations changed since then? And also your perspective on life. I feel like I foreshadowed a lot in that song and I didn't even really know. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's what they say, speaking stuff into existence is, is true. Um, I feel like, what was the second part of the question you said? How has your perspective on life changed since then? I would say it changed a lot. I look at things differently, you know, and I try to understand things from each person's perspective and not just mine. Because like, what I'm saying is like how I view something or how I would react towards something is not how you would. And now I'm like understanding that like, it might be like, man, two plus two is four. And then, like, you don't know it's four. And somebody might not know, like, you know what I'm saying? They might have thought it was five. And understanding that that's okay. They just, that's the, they didn't know. So not assuming that everyone thinks how I think. So that's how I'm looking at life, man. I'd ask you because in the song you talk a lot about, you know, the money. Or you talk about, like, the girls, right? And you had a fiancé back then, too, right? Or no, no, no. Uh, we, Black Balloon. We had like really, we were like in the beginning stages. Okay. So I was still top popping a lot of shit. Yeah. Cause I know it was released 2016. I don't know when it was recorded. That that year. Yeah. So shit like that, bro. It's like, I feel like when you're so young, right? You're focusing on this, this, and that, right? And that's when a lot of people are talking about that shit, like the girls, the money, and achieving all this success. But they don't really think about okay, how do I become, you know, financially stable just as you have become with the businesses of the spaceship? Facts. I would have never knew, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big majority of where my, you know, income comes from, too, is the spaceship studio. Like, that's something that um, I'm glad I, I ventured into and just learning that and getting into business. Like, that helped me with getting in that business, helped me with just business, period, being more business savvy. But, yeah, at that time, I just... Even when I was making that song, like, yeah, like, that's what people want. I just, I just like, man, I know I'm going to, I work too hard. I know I'm going to see this shit one day. You know what I'm saying? But like you say, I really don't care about the, yeah, like the girls and the money. Like, that shit comes. That shit come with it. And you even talk about the fake love in the other song. Uh, the second track on the project, I forgot what it's called. Uh, if You Don't. Yeah, that's my homie, uh, Gerard. Shout out to Shot Selection. He shoots a, like, a, lot, a lot of music videos, like Lil Baby and... A bunch of other cats. Like, that was one of his favorite songs. That's my favorite song. He's like, I wish I, you should have shot a video to that song. How did you come up with that one, bro? Man, really just, I think I went out one day and just saw the fakeness, you know what I'm saying? And I just caught a vibe at the crib to a seasick beat and really just kind of caught it off the dome. Was there a specific situation that inspired that song? The club atmosphere. Yeah? Yeah, just seeing, seeing niggas that really don't fuck with niggas, but then once they hit the club and they see that nigga in the section... Like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, yeah, like, bro, you don't even... I just heard you talking about dude, you know what I'm saying? The other day, now you all his face because he got all the bitches in the bottles in his section. That's that fake look. And that's just what we were talking about, right, is that people don't support you until they see you doing well. Um, you know, just like I was saying, I have people now hitting me up 
when a year ago I was telling them like, yo, like come through to this event, our very first event. It's gonna be lit, and we're just trying to get people out here. And now they want to hit us up and be like, yo, like I see what you're doing. Let me hop but on. Look, I'm gonna tell you that that's that's okay. You know the artist Bia, the rapper Bia. She has an interview. Check it out. She talked about that. Like, they ain't gonna support you, and it's not their job to support you. It's like that's okay. Just put in the work, and then they gonna double back. You know what I'm saying? Like that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like you trying to get them to support you, but if they don't support you, like that's fine. Don't don't even take it to heart, cause they gonna double back. You already got some people doubling back now. Facts. And with artists like that, I think of like Doja Cat, right? Doja Cat released that song Moo, right? And nobody fucking was like, oh, like who the fuck is this? Now, she's over here performing at the biggest festival. Top three biggest artists in the world right now. And they was talking shit like, bitch, I'm a cow. Like, well, she was doing it. She knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just do some dumb shit to get me viral. Mm-hmm. And she was already, but she was really super talented. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta think if she would have put out something showcasing her talent, she probably wouldn't have got on. She had to pull out some dumb shit. In order to get seen, you know? that's fucking the world crazy, is right? fucked. <laughs> and I think she was signed to a major by then too, right? Yeah, when she put just, out that song. Yeah. The thing is, is this one girl had recommended her to me, right? It was on her song Casual, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh yeah, I really like that song. Check it out." I checked it out. I was like, and then I seen she did the song move. I was like, "Wow, bro, mm-hmm. it's same person." Yeah. With that being said, though, about you know the fakeness in this industry, it's tough out here. And you talk about it, that in L.A., that was one of the situations that you went through. Uh, I feel like it's critical to focus on your mental health. Yeah, that shit is crucial. So for you, how do you focus on that? Man, really just trying to just talk to, you know, the people closest to me. I'm not really comfortable with going to a therapist yet. not saying that that's not a thing to do. I haven't really got to that point where I'm like, you know, I got to go see a therapist. But I just really try to talk to, like, people that I really, really you know, really close to that's been around me 10 plus years, you know what I'm saying? And, but the biggest thing is really just talking about it, you know, especially in our community, minorities, you know, we talk, you suck that shit up, you hold that shit in, but you gotta talk, you gotta let that shit out, bro, because if it just keep building up and building up and building up, you know, whether if it's fake love from friends, relationship shit, job stress, anything, you gotta get that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's eventually it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out one way or another. Just like I was telling you, bro, that's sh- the shit I was going through, like, this whole week. And I can't place the reason yet. And it's still affecting me. Like, even today I was like, fuck, bro. Like, I don't know what the fuck to write about. I don't know what the fuck to talk about. And it was impacting the way that I work. Mm-hmm. All of last week I needed to edit a video. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this shit. I don't want to do this shit. And... That's that's the worst, is when it starts to impact you. I think of the song by Justin Bieber, Changes, where he says, you know, sometimes I move like water, sometimes I burn like fire, and, you know, sometimes I just want to close my eyes, and it's like... Yeah, or that song he got called Lonely, and that shit was deep as hell. I referenced that one already, yeah, so I can't talk Yeah, that shit, but he's speaking from truth, you know what I'm saying? And then even when you watch the video, like... Shit, that's like you can tell that's something that he really felt and that he went through. Because it's lonely, bro. It's lonely being at the top, and they always say that shit. That's why fucking the the you know the expensive cars only got two seats, because there's only you and one other person. Maybe facts because it's lonely because there's no genuinity. Everybody got a motive. How do you feel like that's impacted you? Man, I really look at it like I would say it was a point two years ago or a year ago. Where I was starting to get like a little bit more clout, starting to get a little more known, 
and I was a bit more standoffish. Now I'm just I'm open to like vibing with anybody, but I just treat it as you're guilty until proven innocent versus you being innocent until proven guilty. So I'm gonna have my guard up until you show me that I can let it down. But I'm never gonna stop allowing people to or stop giving people that chance because you never know you might not connect with somebody like me and Frankie only connected two years ago, but that's Frankie Friday. It seemed like we've been friends for a mad mad long, you know what I'm saying? So I really rock with him. But if I would still have my guard up, you know, I probably wouldn't have met my another homie that I have now. And you mentioned in that interview that, you know, relationships are reciprocal. Mm-hmm. They're not transactional, they're reciprocal. It's gotta be beneficial on both parts. Can't be once no relationship can be one sided. I talk about all the time, business, friend, family. Can't can't be. In that sense, how do you feel like, you know, you handle that, right? Because a lot of the times it that line's kind of blurred, right? Transactional and reciprocal. Because a lot of the times people will say like, well, I did this for you, so you got to do this for me. Or can you do this for me? I'll do this for you. And that happens because of assumption. People feel like, well, if I do this, they'll probably do this for me. And you'll get away from that if you're full, transparent. Like, look, bro, I fuck with your photography, you know, like, or I fuck with your, your music. It's like, you know, I want to work. It's like, but I want to, you know, try to gain some fans from you. How could, like, what do you look, if we work together, what are you looking to get from me? What, how can I help you? It's having that conversation, being transparent, and that I'll avoid the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So for people that are getting started, right, because that's a tough conversation to have, especially when somebody has a lot more than you do. How do you go about doing that? Man, if it's somebody that you look up to and you want to work with, like, just try to, you know, try to bring something to the situation. Try to be useful, resourceful to them, especially if they already have everything. That's kind of what I tried to, you know, not kind of try. That's kind of what I did with, you know, with Los, with Fab. Like, I really just tried to be resourceful, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, he's already a megastar. He's a GOAT, one of the greatest rappers of all time. You know, dude's rich. You know, we, you know beautiful fam. Like, he got everything, you know what I'm saying? What the fuck he need to rock, fuck with me for? You know what I'm saying? So I really just tried to help and aid and assist in any way I could, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully, like, you know, he'll see that. I'm loyal in that I work hard, and he'll see something in me where he'd be like, you know what, I'm going to give him a shot. That's kind of how I looked at it, and he did. Tell him the line you hit him with. Which one? The I'm hungry, not thirsty. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like That's why I, that's exactly what I told him. I said, I hit him in a DM, and I just told him, like, look, bro, I got some joints that if you listen to you might rock with, but, like, you know, I'm just hungry. I'm not, I'm not thirsty. So if you say no, it's cool. That's one of my favorite fucking lines. I think bro. he respected that, you know what I'm saying, because he's a wordsmith. That was the perfect way to enter that, right? Because just like you said, or just like I said, right? It's you don't want to come off as, damn, I just want this from you. Because a lot of the times, just like we were saying, that's what all people want is they want something from you and they don't really give a fuck like what they can do for you. That's the hardest thing to deal with a lot of the times is, damn, bro, people only want me around because... This is what I bring to the table. See, I had the tough conversations. I don't ask for nothing more than twice. So it's like, say I wanted to do a song with somebody, and I'm like, yo, I want you on this record. And they'd be like, yeah. And then two, three months go by. I'm like, yo, you said, yo, so I want the record. Oh, yeah, for sure, I got you. So I didn't ask you twice. So, you know what I'm saying? Now, if you don't do it, that's fine. But I'm going to keep on working. And when that, you know, that time when that when the tables turn, you would be like, oh, man, what's up with do that song? I'm going to ask you what changed. Why you want to do it now? You know what I'm saying? I already know the reason why I'm hot right now, cause I've been working. But I'ma ask you, like, what what made what's different than now? Then, cause the music sounds the same. Mm-hmm. 
So I'll have those tough conversations with people. And that's one, you know, that's one of my favorite things about <clears throat> at the Allen event, right? His brother showed up, King Forever. He's the only person I ever seen tell someone no. He didn't say, oh, yeah, I'll think about it or, oh, yeah, let's do it and then not answer. He just said, okay, nah, I'm straight. And I think that that was the most respectable thing I've seen because nobody fucking does that. Zay grew fast, you know what I'm saying? And I can just, he's been through a lot, you know what I'm saying? Just from the beginning to where he's at now and he's still going through stuff. And that's my little bro, bro. I, I respect and love that kid. Like, he's doing amazing things for his family. He does amazing things for himself and he's continuing to grow. And he just knows now that people will hold you accountable if you be like, yeah, but you have intentions to not do it. So instead of hurting someone's feeling or wasting someone's time or giving someone that hope, I'm going to just tell you, like, respectfully, no. You know what I'm saying? It resonated with me because I felt like, damn, there's so many people out here that will just tell you, like, like yeah, I got you, bro, for sure. And that's just fucking annoying, bro. It's like, bro, if you don't want to do it, just tell me. Just be straight up. And I'm not referring to a situation like I told him, like, yo, come through. And he said, no, no, that wasn't the situation. See, I'll be transparent. Like, say... You reached out to me and I didn't want to do the interview or somebody was like, I want to do a song with you. And I'm like, I tell them like, well, not right now, bro. I just feel like you still got to grow. Just respectfully. I'm not saying I'll never not do it. But just right now, I'm like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be useful for you. Like, even with me, like if I could, even right now in this very moment, if I could do a Chris Brown song, a song with Chris Brown, I still wouldn't do it. Because... It would get viewed as, oh, this is Chris Brown featuring somebody. You know what I'm saying? Versus if I do it when I'm bigger, they'll be like, oh, that's Chris Brown featuring Josh K. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to, like, know where you at. You know what I'm saying? Like, now if I, in the city, if I do a song with Herb, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, Josh K and Herb just dropped a song. Because I'm from this, I'm from this, I'm not as Herb's level, mm-hmm. but I'm in this, I'm from the same place as Herb. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go do a song with Chris Brown, they're going to just be like Chris Brown featuring somebody, some some artist. Now, City will know, but the world, Chris Brown's world know. So those world that doesn't know me going to be like, he's featured some dude. I'm not big enough yet. So if that, even if that time came, I wouldn't do a song with him right now. With you saying that, it takes me back to, like, when we first started, right? When we started day one on a couch. Yeah. Couch like that, but not really like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And the quality was just terrible. Like, video-wise, audio-wise, it wasn't perfect. And... You know, I would have been embarrassed to have somebody like you. I would have been embarrassed to have somebody like Rodeo. Wasn't that time yet. Anybody. Because it's like, what? why do people want to watch this? And now that we continue to grow, I see that shit in the camera work. I see that shit in how we present it, right? Mm-hmm. Because now we got close-ups of people. We don't got one camera in the middle just fucking shooting the people. Come with growth. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just one of those things that over time you realize and you got to learn, right? Something that you mentioned in the video when you signed with Fab was, hold on, let me pull it up. My bad. No, you good, bro. We just we just we just sitting here chopping it up. I love it this way, bro. I love it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the best way. It's like true organic conversations. You know what I'm saying? Like you got your homies here with you, one on the audio, one on the couch, and the computer just chilling. Like that's love. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's the best engineer we got yeah, in the room, low key. You, know you got to shout him out. What's his name, bro? Uh, Sir Trevor James, bro. Sir Trevor, Sir Trevor James, James, bro. James. You know, one thing that I did want to mention real quick before I mentioned that, right, it's you said sometimes you don't even be feeling like you want to do this shit anymore. Yeah. I have that all the time. 
And I chose that because literally how I was telling you, that's how I've been feeling. Like when I see my numbers didn't do what I wanted them to do, it's like, man, fuck this shit. Why, <laughs> why am I still doing yeah. this shit? Yeah. Um, my answer to that is just like, this shit. think about school. It's many days you like, man, I do not feel like going to school today. But you still go. You know what I'm saying? You want to graduate. Sometimes it don't even be for you. You want to graduate for your parents. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what it be. You got to just find things that inspire you to keep going. So some days I'll be like, man, I don't want to do this shit. Ooh. And then my daughter just run in my room like, oh, come here, let me show you something. I'm just like, you know, that'll trigger me to be like, man, I got to maybe shake that shit off. You know what I'm saying? I got to get to it. So it's like you got to understand and it's okay you're going to have them days, bro. You, every day ain't going to be a good day. Like 50 Cent said, if it don't, you know what I'm saying? If it, it you ain't gonna appreciate the sun if it don't rain, yeah. it, like Arizona, like I used to hate the rain. When I lived in AZ for six months to build that studio, came back and I seen the rain and stuff. I appreciate that shit ten times more. I like rainy days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you would have loved Chicago in fucking April. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> rained every fucking yeah. day. Yeah, but I'm telling you, if you go to AZ and you don't get no rain for months and months and months, you are gonna come back to the shot and be like, or if you were in LA. For a year, you don't see no snow. You come back and see the snow. You're going to appreciate that shit. I can't imagine appreciating see? fucking snow, bro. I felt the same. <laughs> I felt the same. Uh, I'm going to fuck around and have a kid now, bro, just so I can get inspired, <laughs> bro. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things where, like I said, bro, I've been feeling so down where it's like, fuck, bro, I don't want to do shit. And I keep mentioning that, and I'm sorry for mentioning that. No, nah, so you good. you talking about your life right now as you should. Because it's been so prevalent that it's like, fuck, bro, I don't, and I don't know how to get out that slump where it's just been beating my ass. And I feel like that's an important thing to talk about. For sure. No, don't, don't, don't lose that vulnerability, bro. Like, cause it's, that's what's going to resonate with people. You know how I many people probably feeling how you feel right now? I, like I told you, I felt that way probably two months ago. I was like, man, I don't even want to do this shit. But then I just kept doing it and being consistent and other things triggered. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, ooh, it inspired me to get back into it, get my mojo back. It comes in seasons, you know, those opportunities will come and you just keep on working. That's why I continue to put out an episode weekly. That's the only reason I do it is because I know consistency is going to create results. I've seen it in fucking my interviews with DJ Drip or my interviews with other DJs. People love that shit and people love being able to connect with the artists that are around them. I think that that's one of the beautiful things about doing this is you, you get to highlight those artists who don't necessarily always get that spotlight. No, yeah, that's facts. Going back to the Fab video, right? Mm -hmm. You even mentioned that, that it, it didn't happen overnight. It fucking took hard work over many years. And the, the first song I ever, ever dropped did a million views. And that was in 20, 20, 2012. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, that nothing still, I dropped, I got a million views in 2012. That was the hardest shit in the world to do. And I dropped another song, I did it again. And shit still ain't happened. You know what I'm saying? So I started to keep working. I thought I was going to be get a deal. Like, I did a million views, I did it again. Like, no, it didn't happen. And you mentioned that. You mentioned how that there's so many artists that you don't feel, not naming names, right, but you don't feel have done the same shit that you have done, aren't necessarily the hardest workers just like you, but you got to keep grinding because of that. Yeah, it's just not my time. That's just it's just their time. It might take you two years, it might take somebody five, it might take somebody else ten. But when it's your time, you just gotta be prepared for when it's your time. How do you feel like you've stayed grounded with that philosophy? Shit, just my childhood. Like the shit I've been through my childhood. I moved like thirty times, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? My 
I been times we had water off, and no, you know what I'm saying lights off and shit like all types of shit. We all four of us living in a two bedroom apartment with my aunt. I've been times I've been so hungry I ate syrup and bread. You know what I'm saying? So I've been through all that type of shit. So that's kind of what keep me grounded. Like this shit right now, that's nothing compared to that. You know what I'm saying? What do they call that? The hood delicacy or yeah, some shit? Like the hood so, special? The yeah. syrup and bread? Yeah. So it's like I, I, I've been through that shit. So that kind of keep me grounded. Do you feel like you would change any of those experiences? Nope. Nope. Because it made me who I am today. You know, it made me how wise I am today. And I'm just, the way I view and look at things, if I was spoiled, I probably wouldn't. Who knows what I'd be or what I'd be doing. I could be on drugs or something because I was spoiled and had everything. It's just you never know, you know what I'm saying? Damn, you think you would have fallen into it like that? I mean, you just never know. You know, the, most of the people that be are on drugs and shit are rich because they can afford it. They, or their parents are always gone and they don't give them the attention. You know, that's just, that's just statistics. So I'm just saying, in fact, you just you never know where you can end up based on your life. But based off me being in the trenches, that breeded a soldier. So I wouldn't change it. You felt like you needed to get out that shit quick. Yeah, like I just had to work out of it. Like you know, you you put in tough situa tough situations make strong people. I don't want to like dig too deep, right? But how do you feel like you've seen it also impact your family, like your siblings? I mean, just them seeing me. I inspire them, you know, daily all the time. You know what I'm saying? But there's been times too where. I was a little big headed or there's been times where I'm feeling like you say you've been feeling like down and I, I take that shit out of my family or my lady, you know what I'm saying? So they're just in the crossfire when either if it's good or bad, but they're going to be in the crossfire because they're the, they're ones closest to me. You know, that's how it's usually how it goes when you're if you're doing good or bad, like, you know, it affects the people that are closest to you. You take out your problems on the people closest to you because, you know, what I'm saying you feel most comfortable yeah. and that's fucked up. But that's just. You, know, you have a bad day, you might yell at your brother, like, man, get the fuck out of my room. But then you'll see a stranger at work and be like, oh, how you doing? Hey, have a nice... You know what I'm saying? Because you feel that, comfort that comfortable with your, your peers. Yeah. My mom be getting on me for that shit yeah. all the time. She's but she like, know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mom's no best, bro. She like, he just taking it out on me because he's having a bad day. You say that you can get lost easily trying to please other people, and that's what happened to me. Mm -hmm. What was going on during that time? Man, I'm not even... Do you know, I don't even remember when I said that. I think it was the fat video. The fat video? Mm -hmm. The one I got when I got signed to him? Yeah, it was like a recap. Oh yeah, okay. You can. Like you definitely can get lost trying to trying to please somebody, like because at the end of the day, man, like I say, and I always say this in, in any relationship, business, friends, family, personal, like, it's not your job to make someone else happy. You know what I'm saying? And you if you're not happy, you can't make somebody else happy. So I, that's what I mean by that. So, they have to be happy. You got to be happy and you come happy and be happy together. In business, friendship, family. All those things, you know what I'm saying? So, that's kind of how I feel about that. You know, it's like, it's not my job to make you happy. Because I have to live my life, too. And I have to make myself happy within my life. So, that's why I kind of started looking and, and just understanding that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to make my mom proud. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's not my job to make my mom happy. But I would love to make her proud. I would love to make her happy. But at the end of the day, it's, that's not, I didn't get asked to brought into this world. You know, it's not my job. So that's kind of how I look at it. And that's one of those things that you got to deal with when you're growing up, right? Is that you got, your parents got to realize that you're going to do things for you. And hopefully they're proud of your accomplishments. 
they might not be 100% happy with how you got there, proud of how you got there, but you want to make sure that they feel some type of way about it. Mm-hmm. With you, how did you overcome that feeling? I think I really just had it in me since I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was really big into cars before I really got into music. And like I say, my mom was just always struggling. And it came to a point where she got to a point where she didn't care what I did just because I was the youngest, so I seen everything. So I would see what my other brother did, my sister did. So I was just I was just like the 2.3.5.0 .5 versions of so all of them. you're the baby. Right. So I seen everything. I took everything, their mistakes and everything they did, They and just I'm like the perfect recipe because I, all, all of them and me. So I would just say to the fact that my mom didn't care what I did just because, like in school, like, I graduated with like a 3.6 and I had like five letters of recommendation, track scholarship. So my mom didn't, I could wake up and be like, my mom want to go to school today. And she'd be like, all right. Because my grades and sh my grades and how I performed in school, it didn't affect if I stayed home, if I wanted to stay home. Or it came to the fact where before, Craig, like before Craigslist was popping, nobody knew about Craigslist, but I did. So I would get old schools off of there. I would just, my, and my, my homie owned a, homie's dad owned a paint shop. So at this time, it was in the beginning, I'd get like a Monte Carlo off of there for like 1500 And then I would just get it, paint it, put rims on it and then the D-Boys from the city would come and cash me out like eight, nine thousand dollars and I would just get that shit to my mom you know what I'm saying because she needed it and I was re-rocking re that shit over and over but then everybody started catching on when old schools got big and then everybody was on Craigslist but I was grabbing them cars from everywhere and just doing that shit over and over so I was always helping out at, at a young age so that's why my mom was just like you was just different you know what I'm saying that's crazy bro yeah and this is all true shit that's a crazy ass story. How do you feel looking back on that shit? It just, I just showed me that I just had like a relentless drive, bro. Like, and I just you're a hustler, for yeah, real. hustler, bro. Like, and I've always been that way, and that's why I know like nobody gonna stop me from succeeding. And I say that humbly. No situation and nobody or anything is gonna stop me from getting to where I want to get. I'm gonna get there. Yeah, I fuck with that drive, bro. I really do because not many people have it. A lot of people are just dreamers. And that's what makes you special. Those dreams usually, they go nowhere, right? They, they're they left to die. And so many people will say, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this done. Where's the action behind it? Well, yeah, you got to act on it. That's all it is, bro. Verbs, not nouns, man. Like, you saw the Kanye West's? The Kanye West. The do like, the, the documentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that was all true, bro. Like, he was relentless. You know what I'm saying? He was relentless. Let me get a deal. Let me get a deal. <laughs> I'm just saying, like his, like, his drive, I'm like, man, like, my mom was telling me because I was watching it, or my brother was telling me, like, he's like, that's that's how you are. You know, you can't never see it because you're, you're living and doing it. But he'd be, like, telling me, he's like, bro, that's how you are. Like, you are that driven. Like, you are like him. You're not funny. It's like, stop. It's like, you're not taking no for an answer. Do you feel proud of your accomplishments? Because I feel like a lot of the times people who are creatives or people who are successful, right, they don't feel that pride in their accomplishments because they don't they don't see it as success. They kind of see it as, okay, what's next? How do I get to the next thing? I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I touched on earlier. I said I'm just I was becoming more aware of like, you know, what I'm saying growing from the L's, but also accepting my accomplishments and and patting myself on the back. And I just watched the interview with like Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys, and he was saying on there where. You know, he got to the point where people would be like, man, you doing this and you doing that. He'd just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm trying, trying. He said, now nah, he's to the point where somebody says he's doing something good or he's done this. He's like, thank you. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be humble about what you've done and what you've achieved. Don't be like you trying. Like, no, you did that. So if somebody like, man, you a goal that's just thank you. Or, you know what I'm saying? Are you a dope singer? Are you a dope journalist? You're a dope podcast. You, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Don't be like, oh, yeah, man, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying to get there. Like, nah, bro. Accept that. Own that. So when he said that, I respected that. I feel like having that humility, but also mm-hmm. it's hard, man. Mm-hmm. That's one of the hardest things to do is show that you're humble, right? You do it well because you say, you know, I know I'm the best respectfully. Mm-hmm. And the way that you come across and your demeanor, it's very it's very chill, bro. Show character. It's your character. It's okay to be confident, but you don't got to be an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Zaya. It's okay to say no. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's okay. So, And that comes with growth. That's all. So let's go into the relationships aspect, right? We talked about relationships being reciprocal. Are there any relationships that you have lost while you, because of your growth that you wish that you could repair? Uh, Yeah, plenty. You know what I'm saying? I used to be cool with uh one of my close homies. You know what I'm saying? I went to school with two two of my close homies. I went to school with um my ex manager. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a, a bunch, you know. But that just comes with the territory, like, and it might come to a point down the line where we could like, you know, repair it. You know what I'm saying? Like it might not be what it was, but still we can still be communicating and be cool, like. You know, like my one of my best best well my best best friend, like we went through like a super tough time, you know what I'm saying? We didn't talk for like two years, but we talk you know, we talk more now and it's you know, as you grow and you get older, like you're not who you were when you were twenty two, you know what I'm saying? So I think we're both understanding that like he's not who he was, I'm not who I am. But we still got love for each other because we've been through bad shit. That's still my dog, you know what I'm saying? That shit don't the past only race. So we just adjust until learning to exist with who he is and who I am. But we still gonna be friends. It might not be talk to each other every day. Even if we probably wouldn't have fell out, we still get to a point where we're not gonna talk to each other every day because we got mad shit going on now. But yeah, I always even it was crazy you talked about that because I was really talk I really talked to him on the way here for like forty minutes. Oh, for real? His name Chris too, so out to Chris, bro. Like people around me they gonna know who he is, you know what I'm saying? He helped me out in the beginning of my career a lot. He was up there with you in the Section 8 condo? Yeah, he helped me move in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was living with him in his, like, his family before. Like, yeah, just he been, you know what I'm saying? He been around. Been around. Put a lot, you know what I'm saying? Put some bread up, you know what I'm saying? Used to pay for some of my sessions. You know what I'm saying? Used to use his whips. That's why I drove a lot of different cars and shit. They don't impress me now because they had all that shit. Jaguars, Camaros, and right? They was letting me drive all that shit. So it was like, when I got... To a point where I got some money and stuff. I wasn't like, oh, let me go buy a car. Because I already drove that shit, thanks to them. So, you know what I'm saying? That's my dog forever. Those relationships, those friendships, man. I feel like strained friendships is something that's not talked about a lot, right? Because, just like you said, you're not going to be the same exact person you were when... I'm 22 right now, so let's say 16, 15, right? Yeah. And those friendships that I have, a lot of the times, they're not what they are. I, I have one of my best friends that i haven't talked to in fucking months bro and i think that that was an important thing that you said is that you're not gonna be the same people and you're just gonna continuously grow it doesn't matter yeah and understanding that you gotta understand that you know that's really where it's gonna click and that's probably where y'all start you know y'all start reaching back out communicating again when you understand that fully and when your best friend understand that fully like you know what i'm saying we growing we you know what i'm saying we're not gonna be who we are 
That's why you. That's why you get your driver's license at 16. <laughs> you become an adult at 18, and you can drink at 21 because you're different from your when you're 16 to 21. That's why they have these caps because you got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That makes sense, like right? Yeah. yeah. Even when you're 20, turn 25. Now you can rent a car. It's like. They give you increments. That's just stupid. But 20, they, 25 rent a car? Yeah, but you got to think about it. Think about how many 21 year olds will probably wreck a car that they rent. When you turn 25, you're going you gonna to think differently than you think now. So they do it on they do it on purpose. I mean, either way, you should be <laughs> drinking and driving, bro. Facts, bro. Especially in a rent a car, bro. Right, but when you're 21, you just twenty twenty one. So you're like, now I want to drink, I want to drink. So you're going to be more or less likely to be drinking and driving than when you're 25. You're like, man, I didn't drink. I didn't did this shit already. That's what fucking Uber's for. We didn't Uber, have, we didn't have uh, it back yeah. then. <laughs> I mean, now, bro, you still, you still can't rent a car if you go out of state until you're 25. Yeah, because they ain't fucking around with that shit. I went out to Cali in December and fucking I looked at renting a car because I went with my homies, right? And they were like, oh, you're going to have to Uber from, where was I? I was in Anaheim. Anaheim to damn near Venice. hundred bucks. Yeah, it was like, it was like 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was supposed to throw in on that car with them, yeah. right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, I'm not fucking throwing in I on that car. I can't drive it, that. yeah. Well, it wasn't about driving. It was catching a ride over yeah. there. Fuck. Like, I, now I, I just paid sp- for the ride, yeah. Thanks. And they didn't pick me up from the fucking oh, yeah, airport. They bogus, bro. <laughs> I was like, bro, you guys, that's how you guys feel. You uh, yeah. <laughs> said, I ain't putting shit in and I'm driving this motherfucker. The only time I caught a ride with them was to fucking Rolling Loud out in San Bernardino. Man, how was Rolling Loud? I've never been. It was cool, man. We didn't even fucking watch the headliner for the second so i went saturday and sunday Mm -hmm. yeah i think it was that because friday was my graduation i saw j cole i saw chris brown damn fucking bro that's the only reason i went bro that is the only reason i went i was like chris brown's there we've been uh, um you ever been to south by southwest no me neither i always told myself i wasn't going unless i was performing on something big yeah yeah I'm i'm gonna foresee it so i'm just waiting have you gotten asked to perform at lala Man, I did last year. Word. And I didn't because my management was like, they, the 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 people that offered me the stage, they didn't want to pay me, and my management was like, well, no. And that's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking back now, I'm looking like, man, that's when I should have just stepped in and been like, and just did what I wanted to do. But I'll get another shot at it. I'm not gonna be myself about it. Like, I'll eventually just get a bigger stage. But I definitely should have did that. Which stage did they want you on? I think it was like a Chicago stage. I don't remember the exact stage, but yeah, I kicked myself for not for not doing that, man. Mm. But again, I'll I'll get another opportunity because I'm I'm going too crazy. Keep growing, bro. Yeah. How important is that financial transaction when it comes to doing certain business, right? Because sometimes it may be a feature. Sometimes it may, you know, just like you said, be a performance, but a performance at a bigger level like Lala. Man, you guys just kind of use your judgment, you know what I'm saying, and, and understand where you're at in your career. You know what I'm saying? Like, even them asking me to do a Lala stage, like, paid or not, nigga, even if it's a two-minute performance, it's like, you got to take that. You know what I'm saying? And but also too, when you get to where you gotta get and you got someone that's like up and coming, like, oh yo, let me get a feature. Well, I know why you want a feature, you know what I'm saying? And I put in the work to get here. So you gotta pay me for that. You know what I'm saying? And you, and you gotta be transparent about it. So you guys gotta kinda gauge it and it's just that's the shit I'm talking about with life. You gotta just kinda just try to navigate and make the best choices that you can make. All of them are gonna be correct, like the Lala situation with me, but you just gotta try to just make the best take the best judgment, make the best judgment, I would say. I love your answers, bro. I I love them because they're real, right? They're real and authentic. 
a lot of the times people people aren't willing to talk about that shit. They're like, next question or uh, a little too personal. But it's it's the real you, right? And that's what matters, you know. Sad sad boy radios fucking about being fucking sad boys for real and just overcoming those different situations. All right, man. So before we close out, I want to talk about you know you being an R and B artist from Chicago. There's right, so right. there's so many fucking R and B artists. We were just talking about it. Usher, man. fucking August Alsina, Bryson Tiller, Trey Songs, all of them, right? Yeah. The Dream. Yeah. You think about all those artists and what it means to be an R and B singer. Yeah. What does that look like for you? Man, it means it means that, bro. Like having that type of legacy. You know, I feel like when you pop as an R and B artist, you never it never dies. You know what I'm saying? It's it's harder to pop as an R and B artist, but when you pop, like you there, bro. You there to stay. For, you know what I'm saying? Your music lives on for forever. You know what I'm saying? And and that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm, and I'm right there. It's super hard to pop as an R and B artist. Super hard. That's why when I look at you, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, I wish there were so many more R and B artists that popped off like that, right? Because what do people know August Alsina for? Entanglements. And that's fucking sucks because I fucking I love that dude. Yeah, he was cold, bro. Uh, Ro Timmy, Ro Timmy is good too. People don't talk about Ro Timmy. For He's you. starting to get that light now, though. Finally, you know. Finally, and that's after having done power, power and boss and all types of other stuff. Yeah. All that shit. So for you, how does that you know encourage you and discourage you? Man, it definitely discouraged me just because you know I can't. I, when I started getting lit, that was like the. Chief Keith era, so they was not trying to hear no R and B, you know what I'm saying? But then Bryson came around and that kinda like caught me in a bag and then that kinda died back out. And I feel like now we're kinda back like in a R and B sad boy music type of realm. So I, I can exist. Now they're looking for me again. Now I'm a hot commodity. Now they're looking like, yo, who's the next Usher? Who's there looking for that right now? And I didn't put in all this work and all this time and I'm so seasoned that then they like, Man, this he's you know what I'm saying? Here he is right there. Can you dance? I can. I actually was on like a uh, barber. It was like a barbershop tour, theater tour with Monique. And plays is different. There's no act. There's no cut. It's like once she goes on, you got to go through it. So, yeah, on there was a segment. I was like in a barbershop and I was cutting hair and then I had to sing like a Chris Brown song. So I was dancing in there doing backflips and all types of shit. That's just not my lane, you know what I'm saying? But I can do it if I. There's a, there's a video of me and D-Lo. It's called a song called Tee Up. I'm doing backflips and shit in that video. Damn. Yeah. D-Lo. D-Lo, yeah. D-Lo. You're talking about D-Lo, bro. D-Lo, that shit's yeah. old, too. Yeah. That's my homie. But, yeah, man, I think that that highlight on the R&B artist aspect, uh, like I said, I love that shit, bro. That's my favorite genre. So when I saw your music, I was like. For sure. I appreciate that. So we're going to close out now, bro. Cool. I really appreciate you coming nah, out. Thanks I for having we, me. I appreciate all y'all, too, as well, in the back, man. So to close out, I came up with a list of artists, right? Uh the first thought that comes to mind when you hear these artists' names, right? Okay. Rodeo. My little brother. Jargon. My homie till the day I die. Yeah, they're the, they're the <laughs> same. So, Ashanti. Goat. Murder Beats. A relationship I wish I could mend. Tory Lanes. Talented homie. Jeremiah. That's my dog. Safari. <laughs> That's my dog. He's just the funniest person, bro. Yeah? yeah how about how he's super genuine. And then Fab. Man, that's just a goal, man. He's like, Fab is just that guy. And there's so many more artists that yeah, we man. List, <laughs> like, go home, bro. I just wanted to do a little quick closeout with that. And like I said, these interviews aren't about the fucking people you've worked with. These interviews are about the, the person that's here, Josh K. And I fucking, like I said, bro, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you coming oh, through. Thanks for having me, bro. Aries, same Aries birthday. Game. For sure. So make sure y'all tune in. 
Sad Boy Radio, like, subscribe, comment. We're going to turn it up. We need 5,000 views in this video. Shit, bro. I appreciate it. And hopefully we get to do this again one day, bro. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We will. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. Sad Boys for real. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio. Broken pieces, who's to blame?